welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode. fam it is the value as value podcast episode eight of season three my name is kyle krieger joined by my guy wilkie v law what's going on what's going on man excited day two of my school year starts today you know and Mm. that's um that's an interesting you know this i don't want to call it a new normal this new experience we're having right now uh with education and um yesterday was great with my kids i mean i i had to tell them they came on muted and I say, I can't learn you if you're muted. Unmute your microphones if you're in a quiet place and let's talk. And it just, mm-hmm. from there, it just went crazy and was super duper good, man. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I love we, that. Yeah. I love that. That's so, that needs to be something like a thing moving forward is unmute yourselves. Cause yeah. I know teachers are always a, like, mute it, should, mute it. That should be a t-shirt. It should. I can't learn you if you're hey, muted. Look at- <laughs> That's good. That's good. Kyle got it. Um, well, the the voice you hear right there is the uh, our guest uh, this week, our our good friend Sarah McCarthy of McCarthy's Math Academy. Sarah, what's up? How are you guys? Oh, we're we're just dandy. Um, you know, I'm uh, you know, Wilkie and I talk about this usually every week on the podcast. We're in the process of COVID nineteen planning a wedding, so that's um. Oh. So that's uh it's interesting is the word yes. I'll use. But uh yeah, otherwise, you know, things are pretty groovy. Like I said, my my school is still kicking over um what our hybrid model is gonna look like. Um they're talking about having one teacher from each. So I teach at a six, seven, eight charter. So just I'm the only eighth grade social studies teacher. So they're talking about having one teacher from each content area be the strictly virtual teacher. Okay. And then the teachers who are on campus would split all the in-person classes. So we're waiting to find out about that. But otherwise, you know, staying safe, staying healthy. I'm enjoying, I mean, me being in Minnesota, we still have our last few weeks of summer left. So, but yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have you. So if you don't mind, Sarah, do you want to just give us a little bit of your educational background and how do you how you got to the point of creating and running McCarthy's Math Academy? Sure, sure. So I um, I started back in 2009. I graduated and uh, well, that was right in the middle. I'm in Central Florida and that was right in the middle of a hiring freeze, which means that coming right out of school, principals could not hire new teachers. So I loved the school that I interned at for my senior internship and I was like, can I please work here? And she was like, I would love to hire you, but I can't. So, um, which was a very, I always say like, a look for the, this is good because moment. And that was a, this is good because it led me to a principal that I was able to follow for the next 10 years who saw something in me as a teacher, as this baby teacher who had no idea what she was doing. She really um, took me under her wing. Her name is Tracy Webley. 
and uh, I followed her as a third grade teacher and then eventually she made me a math coach because she saw that even though I was trying so hard to make sure I had solid reading and science instruction math was where it was at that was my passion and the kids grew so much when they were in my classroom so I became a math coach and had no idea what that meant but just kind of embraced it just walked into it I, I it's not until you get into a school and you see the need for that school that you're able to problem solve your way through it. Like even going into this year, it's like you really have to just get started into this year and navigate your way through it. So um, when I got there, that was, we moved to, um, we went from, yeah, so we moved to Windy Ridge and there, that school is where I became the math coach. And um, it was great. I'm sorry, I'm still like, waking up this is early y'all. <laughs> no that's um, it, perfect no I'm it's sweating. it's it's yeah i was telling them i'm like you're the first people that i'm talking to so i'm not really sure what's going to come out of my mouth <laughs> i got <laughs> i got there and i saw it was the shift into common core state standards for math and a lot of the teachers and the principals and the the parents were coming to me saying hey how do we teach this new math and i was like hmm. well how about i do what i can do how about i make like videos and try to help you guys through this and show you how to break down these questions. So those, I put those videos up on YouTube for my school and for my students to be able to use and my teachers. And it became a thing in Florida. And um, I started to see, oh, you know, like educators like my teaching style and kids like my teaching style. And they're able, like the, the new teachers are able to learn from me. And the veteran teachers are able to use me now as this co-teacher kind of in their classroom. And um, it became a thing. And so I just, you know, gradually walked my way through it. That was five years ago. And I said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to make an imp like expand the walls of my classroom mm -hmm. and try to reach as many kids as I can to make math fun, to make it click and to make it stick. So third, fourth and fifth grade is my jam. That's what I'm really focusing on right now. I'm being asked to venture down into second grade and maybe up a little bit into middle school, but right now third, fourth, and fifth grade is where it's at. So it's been fun. It's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know it's funny uh, when you said those words expand my classroom, the walls of my classroom. My um, both Kyle and I's principal who we worked under, that was her pitch every time <clears throat> she tried to get me into leadership, move me into. Well, it was under her leadership that I moved from being a classroom teacher to a, we call them skill specialists, but it's just okay. an instructional coach. Okay. Um, and that was what she said, because my thing was, I love being around kids too much. Yes. That I don't want to leave the comfort of my classroom and knowing that, not even say the comfort, the joy that I got being in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that energy you feel when you have 20 to 25, 30 kids in a room and, you know, the learning is going on like I didn't want to lose that right right and so I tried to mimic that when I became a coach and try to bring that same energy and a lot of times you get resistance from a lot I know I, I met a lot of resistance from a lot of veteran teachers mm -hmm. so I'd be interested to kind of hear how did you navigate that being you know going into that that arena where you may have those seasoned teachers that may be a little resistant because they done it this way all the time. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm just about, I agree with you because that's something with me, 
that I know even, even moving into my business where I create math videos, right? And I push those out into to classrooms. Um, one of the things that I try to protect myself with too is to make sure that I'm having constant student interaction to make sure I'm showing up on campuses and you know, I Zoom tutor just to make sure, cause I need that, my heart, my soul, my, I totally understand. And right now with COVID um, and this whole pandemic, I miss that. I miss the energy of working with kids and all that. So I just, I, I totally know where you're coming from there. But as far as meeting resistance from teachers, I think I'm all about connecting and figuring out how people tick and everybody's different so it's i just i work really hard to one focus on the teachers who wanted my help right away and navigate gravitate toward them and then gradually just kind of creep my way into connecting with these resistant teachers and showing them you know I'm not somebody who thinks that I'm all that I'm not somebody who thinks that I have all of the answers um, I actually want to learn from you. And so as, as much as I could get them on board with that, but I do come packed with a lot of energy and that can be overwhelming to some teachers. And I know that. So I just kind of acknowledge that. And I, I think the more that I'm just stepping into who I am authentically, the more they see that I'm not a fraud, that I'm not somebody who craves the spotlight or needs any, that I'm really truly there to support them. Mm -hmm. And the sooner that they can see that, the more we're able to push. But is there pushback? Absolutely. I think for me, I just focus on who can I help, who can I serve, and whoever I can help, scoop them up as I go. So, yeah. 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 And that's, and that's really kind of where it's at. Because I know I, you know, people are resistant to change, but... Mm -hmm. I think the difference is between, you know, cause I started the same year you did. I started in 2009 and I think a lot of the people who were trying to train me and that were coming at me with all these styles and strategies weren't people that had ever really been in the classroom or if they had been, it had been a, been a long time. So do you think your, or I guess, how does your classroom experience shape the way you work with kids in your math academy? I think classroom experience is everything. I think that's just, again, connecting with the kids, knowing how they tick. Um, base, so in 2000, last, not last year, but 2019, was that last year? I don't even, we are in 2020, aren't we? Goodness gracious, this has been a long year. Feels like I'm in, wow. Um, in 2019, at the very end of the school year, I was working, I had a fifth grade group. And, you know, I had kids coming to me who said, Ms. McCarthy, you know, I wish that I would have had you for more of my elementary school experience because math is just now clicking for me in fifth grade. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness that I've gotten you help to get you there because now you can go off into middle school. Um, and I, that was kind of the aha moment for me was that how many other kids out there could I help? Could I impact? And how can I use the same strategies that I use in the classroom and deliver that, like bottle it up into a video. So I do a lot of active learning strategies a lot. Like when I'm on the videos and saying like two times two is right four. So then they're able to participate and I do a lot of movement and music to help lock in the learning. Um, 
So I think knowing how kids work, knowing what they're drawn to, knowing what they're attracted to, um, and knowing the pace that that instruction needs to be delivered at. You know, as I'm doing a video, I'm kind of targeting the middle, but I'm trying to keep the kids who are above level still like drawn in, you know, moving fast enough that the kids who are, are getting it can move quickly, but also slow enough that way the kids who need help are getting the help that they need, you know, providing strategies as we're moving and keeping up that energetic pace. So I, I honestly think that's everything. I've, I've, as a classroom teacher, you learn so much and I've tried to take all that experience and package it into a video. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without being in the classroom and knowing how they work. I, I, I guess I got a follow-up question that I think is maybe pertaining to what's going on now. How long did it take you to feel comfortable doing it into a camera? Because I know there are a lot of teachers you know, because Wilkie and I are both, I mean, we're both pretty comfortable doing the podcast, but actually like teaching into the camera, remembering like you're looking into the camera. Uh -huh. How how long did it take you to get comfortable with that? And, and what advice would you have for teachers that are having to move to virtual and trying to, like you said, bring that energy? Because yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's easier to bring energy when you, you're getting energy off of people that are in the room with you. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you, how do you bring energy when you're literally just talking into a camera? I love that. And you know what? I want to acknowledge so many of the teachers who have to embrace this because they, teachers stepped up to the plate. It's, it is very uncomfortable for a teacher to look into a camera and imagine a class and keep the energy alive. Right. And to be them because there's so much going on there and you mess up so much more when it's into a camera than you do when you're, you know, um, 14 so, takes of one video that's only three minutes long. And it's like, did it, why did it take this long? Exactly. Exactly. And it's just a whole new thing because you can't like right now I'm looking at myself, but I'm not looking directly into the camera. Right. And now you have to focus like not on what you're doing, but imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So teachers have been rock stars. I've seen so many, like so many of my teacher friends who are so uncomfortable. That would be the thing that they would say to me, like McCarthy, I respect the fact that you get up early in the morning, that you step in front of a camera because that I could not do that. Well, you did <laughs> and you had to figure it out. So first I wanted to acknowledge teachers cause they are doing it now. Um, I think it, it's just, it's like everything else. And that's what I love about math. It's, it's practice. The, the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And so when I go back and look at old footage from myself and I'm, you know, appearance wise, like I was just getting out of the shower. It was three o'clock in the morning. My hair's still wet. I'm not thinking that these videos are going to go anywhere, but they did. And as I was editing, I started to, it's kind of like looking at an observation video, you know, when you would record your lesson with the class mm -hmm. and you would look at it and you'd be able to reflect. So I was constantly like filming and editing, filming and editing, seeing what worked and what didn't and what I needed to do better next time. And um, so for me, I really, when I'm, there are days that I do not feel like recording because it does take such an enormous amount of energy to get it going, right? Even, even coming on to this, I was like, I'm just talking, y'all. I'm just getting warmed up here. But as you start to get warmed up, you know, things come out better and it, it flows better. And um, 
you can do multiple takes with things, but I think you just have to give yourself grace and also just be reflective. So as I'm looking at footage, I'm seeing what I like and what I need to fix for the next time. So it's just constant feedback for myself on what to do. But you just, as a teacher, to, to say like, to give teachers advice, you have to bring you to the camera mm. and imagine all the kids that are going to be impacted by that because that is your why. So all the days that I didn't really feel like recording either, I had to remember this is going to impact so many lives and that would, remembering your why charges you up and fills you with that purpose. You know, it's funny you say that because yesterday on camera, when I had my kids on mute, I, I did a really good job of getting them to get quiet when I was speaking to give them information. Mm -hmm. and, and I would tell the kids, I'd say, I want you to know me so that when we get back to the classroom, there's not this uncomfortable feeling of trying to get to know someone and you're trying to learn your teacher. So I was me, I had my bow tie on, I had my snapback on, you know, and I had music playing. So the kids were like, okay, okay. And you know, you would see kids in a chat someone, I think I'm gonna love this class. I like you, Mr. I've never had a teacher that, that was so honest because you know, one of my things is transparency. Mm -hmm. and, and I was talking with my team yesterday afterwards, we did a deep brief after the first day. And we were talking about that video recording and how many takes it take to get it right. And one of the teachers said, if I mess up, I just leave it. Because if I mess up in my classroom, I'll just correct it and keep going. I don't have the privilege of redoing it. And I was like, wow, you know, yeah. maybe that should be the case where I just record it. And the more you do it at that pace and you see where you make those errors, like you say, the more you practice it, you get better at it. And those mistakes just because I don't fumble in the classroom, but for some reason I struggle with looking into the camera. Yeah. Like you said, imagining maybe I need to put me some little, maybe I have to get my daughter's old stuffed animals and put them in front of my camera. When <laughs> there you go. To, to have an audience, but it is that struggle. And, but so many teachers I've seen that, like you say, that are rocking it out. And I'm, I'm super excited for what this takes education as a right. whole. Yeah. It really gives us an opportunity to kind of shift where education has been for hundreds of years. You know, it's mm -hmm. like we've been stuck in this silo that this is the only way to deliver instruction. And now our, our, our craft gets to change. It gets an upgrade. I think, I think so. I think that's what, I think the more that we, I just posted something the other day that said, when you pursue, you can either pursue hope or you can let discouragement rule you you know you can continue to be discouraged by what's going on or you can choose to embrace it and say you know what? i'm about to learn a lot like there's so much discomfort as you're growing that's how you know that you're growing because you're uncomfortable which means you're leveling up so something there's going to be people that really take something from this and level up and that's how i choose to see it too and i i think you nailed it though too about like that's what i was trying to communicate with being yourself you are going to fumble and kids kind of like to see how you handle that. You know, when I'm live, I mess up all the time with kids on zoom. And, um, even in the classroom, when I make a goof, I just kind of take it, make a joke about it and roll with it. And I think that's what pulls them in is they see you as a real person too. So I think uh, those, those bloopers that are right there, there in the moment are awesome. You need to keep those. Maybe that's what we should be doing this year is when we do video edits, keep track of all the bloopers. Yeah. 
and and have have that as b-roll for the end of the year it, show it show it to kids at the end of the end of the year because i was just thinking like what you said well if it's if it's october if it's january and we've built these relationships with our kids and then all of a sudden now we're all back at school it is gonna be like mardi gras yeah it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be like the greatest first day of school ever because like you're cut you're, you're it gives me goosebumps i love that you're, ahead, you're getting to meet those people like that you have only it, it's sort of like when you go when you know we built relationships over over instagram and stuff like that but then you go to a conference or something and you actually meet those people and you're like right. oh my oh my god exactly. so i mean that's just it, it's just crazy like and and i think you know having a con- conversations with you know i was sharing a little bit you know that we're trying to get married and my fiance's had a kind of a down week because there's a little bit of trouble with, you know, like my family and, and there's just, it's just not a great time to plan a wedding. And, you know, she talks about how, like you said, it's so easy to get discouraged, but I think even just having conversations like this, this make me, you know, make me hopeful again. Um, another question that's not on the list, but I want to ask you because it's yeah. something that I remember about your videos and it reminded me because you have the whiteboard. So, we, I, I'm sure you've seen the teachers who at the start of the pandemic went out and spent hundreds of dollars to rebuild an entire classroom. Mm-hmm. You, in the videos I see of you, can do just about everything you need with that whiteboard that's behind you. Yes. So. Okay, that's, oh, I love that, go ahead. So, so <laughs> what advice would you give to teachers who think that teaching online has to be complicated and you have to do all that stuff. Where, where's a good place for teachers to start? Because like I said, it, I love your videos because they're so simple, not in the, in the content, but the way you present it. Yeah, I think I've never been the one to have like the nicest classroom. I would, I would feel that comparison disease walking into other classrooms who <laughs> they had just this picture perfect room. Everything was organized. And I'm up here with like that blue painter's tape separating out my common board and just, I don't know. I spent more energy bringing things to life, just taking this off the board and bringing it to life and making it fun. I, I think it just comes down to you. You got to be you. You if, But there are teachers who love to transform their classroom. They That's their favorite part. They just shouldn't feel like they have to, you know? If you feel, if, if you love, it makes you, it brings you joy and it enhances your instruction because like wearing a nice outfit before you go to teaching, it just kind of like enhances, you know, it makes you feel confident in you. If, if decorating makes you feel that, then you should do that. But for me, that just stresses me out. I was like, what's going to pop on camera? Let me get an orange wall. Let me get a a whiteboard and you know usually I wear um, a different kind of shirt it's blue it just kind of pops in color but everything is just a whiteboard and marker so I love that you mentioned that um, I just think it comes back to being you that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money it's about your delivery with mm-hmm. it you know it really is it's it's how colorful are you with your instruction not how colorful is everything Ah, I love that. I love that because that, you know, I know I struggled. I love that you said that comparison disease 
because I, I'm I'm not the cutesy person. Like I'm I've never been that person. Like I've always been just the kind of paper and pencil. I can teach anybody anything. Yes. Um, and when you go into people's classroom, it's like, you know, wow. I think that's why I'm having so much fun making these little virtual Bitmoji classrooms, because I get an opportunity to do stuff that I normally that's would funny. not do. You know, <laughs> like. I would never put that in my room, but hey, it looks cool right now, you know? And so, and the kids are responding to it and they're loving it, mm-hmm. you know? And that, again, my thing has always been about what's best for my kids. And I would tell people, I'm going to take all of that, you know? And so I think that the best thing that you bring to your classroom, you know, our district used to, uh, used to always say, make sure your room is very print rich, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that when you walk, kids walk in, they feel comfortable. But I think what makes kids feel comfortable is me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love the way you said that. That it, that it's, it's 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 what you bring. You're not looking for the flash. You're the flash. Right. Exactly. You're, the, you're that flash of energy that the kids are going to connect to, and that pop of color that they're going to see. Exactly. And so, and that's where the attention should be. So I love that. I love that. Exactly. It's 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 relationships first. I just my focus is on them and what they need, what I know that they need, not so much the flashiness of everything. You know, I do like to be bright and colorful too with, with instruction and with the videos, they are, they are poppy and there's music behind it and all that. And I really think it's amazing. Like I went to um, see the Ron Clark Academy and that was an amazing experience, but it's not just their aesthetics. It's, it's, again, it's the personalities behind it. It's the relationships built into it. That's what makes it pop. It really does. So I'm very frugal too. And I'm just frugal and resourceful. And that's how I've always, always been, always been. Hey fam, thank you for checking out this episode of Value. It's Value with our good friend, Sarah McCarthy. This is the first part of a two-part interview. That's the format we're trying to take is usually when we have these conversations with teachers, they last anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And we want to make sure that our episodes are things that, uh, not so much things, but timeframes that you can digest, you know, take a little bit as you need it and, and get a little more later on in the week. So we're excited for you to hear the second half of this interview coming up Thursday. But um, if you don't follow Sarah McCarthy Math Academy uh, online, uh, just doing great things and just really enjoy the energy that she brought early on a Tuesday morning. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, uh, you can find us online at it's Kyle Krieger at its.will.law.iii. And on Twitter, just change the dot to an underscore. Um, we're also on Instagram as at value adds value. We you can find us as value adds value on YouTube, on Facebook, all the things, all the places. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you. We hope the start of your year is going well. And if you're like me, you're about to get started. I uh, hope that you just stay positive and, and just be flexible, be malleable, because this year is going to be a lot of changes. So we hope you're doing great and we'll see you again soon here on Value That's Value.